0: Hey everyone, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Efficiency Bee podcast, where we focus our time, money, and energy on doing all the right things to live a bold, balanced, and blessed life. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. Each week, we'll share some awesome conversation, new ideas, and lots of laughs. I'm a busy woman. I do life with my husband and three kids. I have a big corporate job and I'm building my dream job on the side. I created EB to share my story, my lessons learned, and inspire you to build a life that you love. You've heard of a queen bee, a honey bee, or a busy bee? This is Efficiency Bee. Okay, I'm so glad you're here. I just had another awesome conversation. You guys, I don't know how I'm so lucky, but so many cool people. Anyway, today I'm talking to Sarah Villafranco. I think I got the accent right on that one, Sarah. (laughs) Sarah is a doctor. Actually, she was an emergency room doctor, and she left all of it to develop a company called Osmina Organics, and she has an awesome story, awesome products, and I can't wait for you to meet her. All right, let's jump on in. Hey, Sarah, how are you?
1: I am great. How about you?
0: Oh, I'm good. I'm so happy you're here. It's nice to connect with you again. I want to talk about your huge change, right, that you went through from being an ER physician into being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could start with a little uh, background on who you are and how that all came to be.
1: Yeah, it's a twisty little road um so i'm from washington dc and i grew up there i you know went to georgetown uh, undergrad like i packed a backpack and was like said to my parents like i'll see you on saturday and and that was <laughs> me leaving for college and then um i ended up staying there um all the way through medical school and and that wasn't actually, like, a calling for me particularly. Like, I, I didn't go to college with the intention of, of going to medical school and, in fact, took, you know, a year or two off between the two. Um, it was more like uh, I studied a little of everything in college and psychology and French, and then I was, like, sort of doing some work in a psychology lab, and I just wasn't feeling it, and I – I thought, you know, the days I like best are the days we were studying cognition and aging, which is a super interesting topic, especially as yeah. an aging woman. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I started feeling like those days when we had our, our subjects come in for testing. Those were my favorite days because I got to meet people and look at their uh, eyes and get to know their stories a little bit and just kind of mm-hmm. make that human connection. And that's when I thought, okay, I think, I think maybe I want to try medical school. So then I hadn't done any pre-med. So I went back and did all that in a year and crammed it in, went to, went to Georgetown for medical school. And then in med school, I had a sort of a similar experience where I would do a rotation in in pediatrics or OBGYN or surgery. And I would think, Oh, this is really cool, but I don't think I want to do just this. And so Mm -hmm. I ended up in the emergency room because it was sort of, it was a little of everything and I also had this idea that it would be good because it was shift work. Right. So I kind of felt like I can handle anything for 12 hours. Huh. You know, so, so that's how I landed in the ER. I mean, if your and... emergency
0: room was anything like Grey's Anatomy emergency room, I don't know if that's true.
1: <laughs> but, so if you're wired to handle stress and you know what time it's going to end, that's yeah. like a good combo. And I'm I'm cool under pressure. And then if yeah. I'm like this is only my problem for four more hours, yeah. you know, it just it it had a you know it it catered to my my skill set pretty well. So then I um I was in the ER and I I practiced emergency medicine for 10 years and it was a super fun job and I had the best stories at every dinner party. Um but at the end of the day and after some years practicing i started to feel a little more tired and empty than i wanted to and really the problem was i i i felt like did i help that person live a healthier life going forward and of course if for the few people whose lives i might have had a hand in saving the answer is yes But for most people, you're just putting out fires, a lot of of which were preventable. um, And by really simple choices, like let's eat food that actually nourishes your body and let's get out and move that body every day and understand what a privilege it is to inhabit it and take care of it like it's your home. And let's actually manage stress. Like it's crazy to me that when I went to medical school, I didn't have a class on nutrition and I didn't have a class on stress management and, and they, and they don't even talk about it. And then, and then stuff like acupuncture and meditation and all that, that's all, even now is it's alternative. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, it's fundamental. Like all those things are the pillars of human health and wellness and, you know, so I, I just found myself frustrated and then I thought, gosh, if I stay in this f- until I'm 60, I think I'm going to be a cranky person. And, and like I said, it wasn't so much the stress of being in the ER because that part I'm okay with. Um, for me, it was more that I didn't feel like I was making a real difference Um, for people. And I also, so I got a little frustrated from time to time. And especially uh, when my mother got sick um, with pancreatic cancer, I, this really swelled up for me, but um, people looking to me for their wellness and like uh, not wanting to participate in it, participate in it themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, you know, people come in and they've got bronchitis and I'm like, you know, you smoke a pack a day. I don't know what you want from that body, but it's a choice you're making. And this is the result of that choice. And I started to get like a little jaded about that stuff where I thought, I don't want to work against you on your own health. Right. Well, you want to work with me, I'll work all day and try to help. Anyway, yeah, so that was the that was the turbulence that that was in my brain. And then and then life presented a cocktail of events that sort of created the perfect storm that is necessary when you want to turn your life on its head and do something totally crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what? I'm familiar with this cocktail. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's what? so
0: fun too, because I talk to a lot of people who you know, on the podcast that that change directions quickly. And it always seems to be like complacency mixed with like, I don't know if I'm helping the world. And then some crazy event happens and it all mixes up. And then you're doing something you love on the other side. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to see that happen time and time again, it definitely happened to me. I was, I had a great job in all of the textbook forms, but something was missing and then Mm -hmm. COVID happened and a bunch of other stuff and I flipped it all upside down. (laughs) Here I am now, right? It's, it's totally crazy how that can happen. Mm
1: -hmm. So what are you doing today? So, well, today I have a natural soap and skincare company out in Colorado. Um, so pretty big change from the ER smells a lot better. (laughs) Um, you still wear scrubs though because you're comfortable (laughs) right I do have a few pairs reserved um Mm -hmm. no I mean I it's it's a real switch and I I didn't really plan it either um just like I didn't really plan going to medical school but I um when my my mom got sick and then she died and when she died I had a three-month-old baby and we were back in her house Um, we'd been there for about 10 days, just, she was on hospice and, um, just trying to kind of escort her out of this world. And so, um, the moment that she died, my daughter, Nina, who was this teeny tiny baby had been sleeping through the night, the whole week we were there. And the second I had my head on my mom's chest when her heart stopped beating. And the Mm -hmm. second it stopped, the baby woke up and started squawking. And I had, I'm not like a super woo woo. Person, But I definitely had a sense of some sort of like energy transfer or just there was something there was something in that moment where my world kind of collapsed and expanded and collided and did all kinds of wild stuff. And so in that moment, I realized how quickly this is all going to go. And I think that's what gave me the courage to think outside the box as far as like, what do I want to do? right with this one, what is it, this one wild and precious life, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I was back home in Colorado, I was grieving, I was a new, you know, I was a mother of two at that point and had a baby and so the hormone grief uh, maelstrom is really oh, what man. gave me the um, courage to do something different so I took a class making soap. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to figure it out from there. And that, that really was the hard part it was, like, falling in love with making soap of all things. And then I'm going to go home to my husband and my family and be like, okay, I'm actually not going to be a doctor anymore. I'm going to make soap for a living. <laughs>
0: I mean, it sounds like a good movie. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Like I'll 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 keep watching. <laughs> right? So then what happens? Um, so I basically looked at my husband and he was like, Oh, you're serious? And I was like, I kind of am. And I I wasn't, you know, it's funny because like a lot of times when you talk to people about uh following their dreams and you know having the courage to do something like that, you can't just do it if you don't have a plan, especially if you have a family, right? So, you know, yeah. not saying like, "Oh, just follow your dreams; it'll all work out." But you know, if you have a partner who can see that that you're serious and can support the family while you do not make any money for a stretch yeah. of time, um, then you can come up with a plan and you can make it happen. And so, you know, I basically spent two years in a in a closet at a friend's house teaching myself how to make um all of the products I wanted to make I started with soap and then once I did soap I was like oh no I gotta do the whole thing so um mm-hmm. I started doing that and then alongside the the sort of mechanics of making really beautiful products I also started studying and I you know I'm a good studier um And that's where I figured out how to put together my desire to help people be healthier and live healthier lives with starting a skincare company. Like When I started doing the homework, I realized how much of an impact the stuff we put on our skin every day is having on our health, on evolutionary health, and on planetary health. And that's when I thought, okay, no, I can... I can pursue this desire to sort of help people live in wellness and my passion for doing something really fun, like making soap or making skincare.
0: That's awesome. And how long has it been? I love it. And how long has it been since you made this
1: choice? So we uh the company is called Osmia, and Osmia will be 10 in April. So we've been, you know, I started with one person and it was just, it was me and one employee who had been our nanny when I was uh, still working in the ER and she mm-hmm. was looking for a shift and she's just amazing and she's still with us now. Um, and and so we've grown, you know, really slowly and organically and now we're a team of about 25 people um, and it's been a really, really interesting, humbling in some ways journey like I didn't get an MBA ever because Mm -hmm. frankly I don't really like business that much Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but uh, which is unfortunate because I own a you know a good size one now so um, I'm learning but that piece is not my passion I didn't start this because I wanted to start a business I started it because I loved the products and I thought they could really have an impact in people's daily habits
0: that's awesome you know I I can relate to that. When I started my business, I wanted so badly to start a business, but I didn't have Mm. a thing that I loved. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, didn't, soap never crossed my mind, but I was like, I don't want to own a restaurant. I don't want any of this stuff. And then it occurred to me, oh, I like business. I need to open a business that helps businesses. Mm. (laughs) So here I am. Right. But it's funny how you, some people will go into it saying, I'm passionate about the product or the service that I'm offering. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to deal with the business, but then Mm -hmm. there's businesses like me who don't have a passion for a product or a service, but they love business. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool how it can all kind of fit together somehow. And now your business is 10 years old. So Mm -hmm. your kids have watched you grow this. I mean, your, your youngest you said was three months, right? When this all kind of started
1: changing for you well yeah that's when I started teaching myself how to do stuff she's 14 now so it was you know she was two something or three something when I really got serious about launching the business but yeah I have a 14 year old and an 18 year old which is mind-boggling
0: and they don't know any different they just know mom's made some badass business and you're doing incredibly well right 25 people you're you're doing mm -hmm. a lot of units and Yeah, we're doing, we're doing
1: well and they've seen it and they've seen, it's funny because people are like, oh, that must be so nice that you don't have to be in the ER anymore and you get to spend time with your family. And I'm like, oh, so (laughs) you don't own a business then is what you just told me.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Remember how I mentioned my dream job? Well, I thought I'd take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about it. It's called Two Cents Consulting, T-W-O-S-E-N-S-E. We focus on building custom, simple, and sensible accounting solutions to small businesses. We customize a plan based on the specific business needs. Options are available from a single consultation, multiple session packages, or long-term support. We're 100% woman-owned and operated. We specialize in strategy, process improvement, or just some good old-fashioned accounting cleanup. We're here to help you maximize the way you spend your time and money. All right, let's get back to the show.
1: So, it's a different I mean, kind it, of blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> it's really different. And, yeah. you know, like in some ways more stressful than mm-hmm. being in the ER, which sounds ridiculous. Like, of course, I don't have human life in my hands here. Um, but, you know, I have 25 people's paychecks and benefits and, you know, all that stuff. And that that really means something to me. Um, and I I also want to... I want the business to continue to grow, and because what I want to do is make a difference in more lives, right? Yeah, we just can't do that unless we continue to grow. So I kind of wish I had a little bit more of the passion for the business end of it, Um, but you know I don't. And I'll find people. You know, I already have some some great teammates who who do have a passion for that, and we'll continue to to partner with people to grow that element.
0: Yeah, and you need you need all the different pieces in. In order to make it work. Because if you had all the business passion, who's going to have the product passion? Right. You've got to get that into it. That's awesome. So, so now you've got teenagers and a very successful business. (laughs) Do you have any regrets about leaving
1: the medical industry? You know, no, um, I really don't. And I, I have like, so when COVID happened, I had like almost survivor guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, like all my friends in medical school, they were just like neck deep in it. And I was like, yeah, should I go back? Like, what do I do? But then I was also like, well, we're making soap, which is the single most effective yep. thing against COVID. And we are helping people care for themselves <laughs> at a time that's profoundly stressful for them um, and for everyone. And so, you know, I had to kind of talk myself through that piece of it. I think there's also like an ego piece that I miss, but when I'm honest with myself, it's really, it's really just the ego. Like we moved out here and I was like, I was the only, you know, female ER doc in the the hospital where I was working. And, you know, there's, there's something, you know, somewhat badass about being an ER doc. Definitely. Um, but that was like an ego I had to put my ego in a padded room and let it bash around for a few months when I, <laughs> when I finally decided to leave. Cause I was like, that's not a, that's really not a good reason to be in it. I mean, I, I enjoyed the work, but, but honestly medicine's a bit of a mess as you know, yeah. um, as everyone knows, like it's, it's a mess and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful, you know, that it has really changed the trajectory of this pandemic, but I'm also, um, You know, there was a lot of stuff where you stay after a shift and dictate your charts for three hours. And as you're dictating, all you're thinking about is like, okay, what what could I get sued for? Like, what do I have to cover? What do I have to say Mm -hmm. out loud, even though it's ridiculous? You know, yeah, um, that kind of stuff I found pretty soul sucking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine for sure. Mm -hmm. But you're making I mean, you made an entire business out of nothing like that's pretty badass, if you ask me. So well, it's funny I remember that,, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I'm not good at that part, like I'm not good at um looking around and seeing what I've created, like, yeah, you know, and I have such an awesome team now that it's I don't think of it as something I'm creating at this point, like you know, it's definitely a big, fat we um yeah and and that that alone is is really cool. But, you know, I don't know if my girls are old enough to like, I think it would be cool if one of them, I think a little one has expressed some interest in working here. I think it would be cool for her to, to come and work here and kind of see what it is, you know, because yeah. they just know it as like the products that magically appear in their bathrooms and they know it as what mom smells like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they certainly know a lot of the team members here, but it's just, I think it's different to kind of be immersed in it.
0: So do you do all of this out of a factory or are you doing it, where, how do you, where do you produce?
1: We produce almost everything in-house. We have recently started to partner with a couple um, products that are some of our sort of highest sellers. And, you know, we just want to be able to do that in order to, to keep scaling. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're in the process of, you know, working with some manufacturers, but for the most part, you know, until, until 2020, we made every single product in-house. Um, and so we have, uh, you know, now I think we have, I don't know, 10 or 12,000 square feet of various places. And so, you know, one of them is a production facility where we make all of our soap and most of our skincare.
0: That's fantastic. It's,
1: yeah, it's really fun. like, I'm
0: proud of you for you. It's just such a great Aww. story. And, <laughs> and it's important. I think that people hear these things because it's so easy to get complacent in life. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, the majority of the people I speak to are in their forties and probably well, early forties, late forties. It seems to be this midlife, like I've learned a lot and now I'm ready to go apply that somewhere mm-hmm. else or share mm-hmm. it differently. And I, mm-hmm. I'm experiencing that myself. And so I, I love having this opportunity to talk to people of from everywhere, you're in Colorado, is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Talk to people from everywhere who are going through similar paths or are contemplating similar things, right? And um, it's just such a, it's just a great story. I love it. Thanks for sharing. Well, and it's,
1: it's also terrifying. It's it's terrifying terrifying to turn your life upside down, to let go of a career you've worked hard for, to, you know, take, take on, Either take on debt or stop earning for a while, which you will do for the most part if you're starting a business. Um, It's really scary, and it also taps into big identity questions. I mean, I've I've thought of myself. I'm still a licensed physician, and I still, you know, I still could, you know, do a lot of what I did in the emergency room. But, you know, I'm like, if you're you've called yourself something for X amount of years, and then you then you got to go back and Rethink that. It's just, I don't know. It's really interesting. And you're right. Like when we get, I think I was 38, come 48 now. So yeah, I was 38 yeah. when I started the company. But I think when you get around that 40 mark, is when you really start to think like, what What is the purpose here? Why am I here? You know,
0: learned so much and come so far, and it's like, how do I, how do I take the next step? I, I mean, I, I can resonate with that completely. I spent. 15 years in the hospitality industry. I went to school for hotel restaurant management Mm. and then I made this choice to leave. And it was like, wait a minute, I'm not in the hotel industry anymore. This is just weird. (laughs) I don't, Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't have an identity outside of that. Right. And, um, it does feel a little crazy when you leave a job that is textbook perfect or great, um, from the outside, you're like, why am I doing this? But somehow you just feel like you need to, and I, I don't regret making the changes that I made. I certainly mm-hmm. miss the people, but um, mm-hmm. you know, change is good and and necessary for for ultimate growth. So, I applaud you.
1: I think it's fantastic. And well, same to you. I mean, it's you know, these changes are they are life altering and, Mm -hmm. and really, you know, I I think really affect your, your happiness while you're, I mean, like like owning the business is stressful, but it's, I'm doing what I want to do and I'm I'm serving a purpose that feels worthy and um, interesting. And, you know, our brand is sort of known for tricky skin. So like we can get in there and help people who have very, very difficult skin. And obviously my medical background plays into that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, I don't know, that feeling of purpose, it it is an an enormous amount of work and hustle, but it's great to be doing it for yourself and your own cause and your own purpose and the purpose that you've built.
0: I totally agree. I have these small victories now that feel so much bigger because they're mine, right? Mm -hmm. Where before I could have victories, but I had to share them with, a corporation who instructed me to do X, Y, Z. But like, for example, we got our very first organic Google search lead today. All of my Mm -hmm. other clients, I've got about Mm -hmm. 30 of them have been word of mouth referrals, people who know us and trust us and love us elsewhere. Right. And today out of the blue, we got a Google hit and I was like, this is the beginning of it. I can feel it, that this mm. is changing. And it yeah. just feels so powerful to have mm-hmm. even if I don't get another
1: one for six months, just
0: to know right. that people are out there, right? Um, is such a great feeling. And it's
1: well, it's and so... stop that you make a really good point, which is that you you have to stop and celebrate the the little moments. And I I'm as admittedly I'm not that good at that, but I'm so focused on the future and like where we're going that, you know, once in a while, uh, like today I went went over to our um, production facility and I was washing my hands and I, I just felt the energy of the place around me. And I was like, this is, this all came from me deciding to do this. Yeah. And it it all grew. And I, I have those little moments and I'm really trying to learn to feel them and yeah. let them like fill me up um, yep. when they come because there's always going to be a ton to do and there's always going to be a million problems but but those moments I think are are really wonderful so I'm glad you're celebrating your first google hit
0: yeah it's uh it it felt like such a huge deal and and Absolutely. to your point I mean you're employing 25 people and making their giving them a paycheck those people would have other things that they had to do right in order to to survive. Mm-hmm. So creating something is, is pretty special. And as a parent, it's kind of a similar feeling. I think mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. look at your kids and go, Whoa, I made that. And, yeah. and I feel the same about the business and the podcast. I mean, just having these, these things that have been created on a whim of mine, <laughs> it's, right. just, it's, it's fantastic. So if you had to talk to yourself 10 years ago, what kind of advice would you give? Or, or <laughs> warnings, maybe, would you provide?
1: Um, I think it would be something around trusting your instinct. I think that, I don't know if it's a gender thing or, or a parenting thing or what it is, but I think that I suppressed my instinct a lot. Um, I dated a, an abusive man for multiple years because I just kept suppressing the knowledge that it was unhealthy and Mm -hmm. I let myself get talked into, you know, Oh, this isn't, this isn't unhealthy. This is how, you know, relationships work. like, I just, I just squashed what I knew to be the truth. And, you know, I had that happen a couple times early in the business where I had people working for me and like, you know, whatever there was, I can remember one person who just was like a very moody person. And like, I would sit in the parking lot outside and think like, Oh God, what mood is this person going to be in today? Mm, and, you know, my instinct was so loud. Like, this is not a good fit. Mm-hmm. If I'm w- scared to walk into my business, <laughs> this is this probably right? going to work. What am I doing? Um, so I think, like, yeah, I would I would just say, like, if you can learn to listen to your gut, like, c- clearly, and, and to trust it. I mean, our instincts are based on, on really primal um, circuitry. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're really there to protect us and they've been protecting us for a very long time. And so, you know, I think it's worth trying to trust them.
0: I agree. I mean, I couldn't agree more with that. It's, you have to, you have to hear your instinct and then not follow it in order to start to trust it though. Right. Cause then you go, mm-hmm. oh, my instinct was right. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you have to yeah. have a couple of those. Burned a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you can get in front of it, I have to tell this story and I think I've told this story on the podcast before but my daughter is 10 and she has this friend at school who's trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. she's always <laughs> in the middle of the drama and my daughter has told me this a couple times that oh, I'm friends with her, no, I'm not friends with her. I'm friends with her, I'm not. And a couple maybe a couple months ago, she came home and she said, "Well, I'm not friends with her anymore." And I said, "Well, why not?" And she said, I just decided that I shouldn't that she's not my people and I shouldn't be I shouldn't be around her so I wrote her a note and it said my woman's intuition has told me not to be friends with you anymore <laughs> I was like yes That's amazing. <laughs> my baby is listening to her woman's intuition at 10 years old <laughs> and then that I was like oh shit weird. I hope I don't get a call from this mom <laughs> am going to say sorry my yeah. kids get intuition <laughs> yep absolutely that's but awesome. it's um I talk a lot about that to the kids and following your gut and we talk a lot about stay away from crazy and you mm-hmm. know when crazy's coming and it, it, that's taken me a lot right over the years to like to your point like being yeah. afraid to walk into your own business I've had relationships like that with friends with co-workers with Dating many years ago, that I'm like, what was I doing? That just didn't mm-hmm. make any sense. So, I think that's really good advice for everybody <laughs> at every phase of life.
1: Yeah, I think you know the other thing that that comes to mind is is meditation, which uh, you know, like I poo pooed it for a long time because I'm I'm a lifelong athlete, and I would just be like, no, my runs are my meditation. Like I'm, you know, I'm not good at meditating. My brain won't quiet down and. I I sort of did like a, I went, I was like on our Instagram I'm like look you guys I suck at meditating will anybody try this with me for a whole month and so like a few years ago we did this and I got I mean we had like 300 people who were participating in this you know month long thing where we did like 5 minutes the first day and then our first week and then 10 minutes the second week and got up to 20 minutes at the end um anyway so I started doing it and I think like in terms of being able to tune into your own intuition meditation creates some quiet to be able to hear it um and it also like for me it creates a little bit of a buffer between myself and the events of my life and i I wish i could get my daughters to start meditating now Mm -hmm. um, because you know that that drama stuff like my girls are pretty good about not getting engaged in it but meditation is like is like an and most oh god it's such an effective tool for not engaging in drama because if you it allows you to see the drama for what it is in the moment after a while and then you can like check your own emotional response to it and you can you can just create like this safety buffer between you and and the drama of your life
0: that's good advice. I have always struggled with meditation. I've definitely tried yeah. a few times yeah. and then I, un- I, I unremember. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's not, by. it's
1: funny. Cause I think, um, like I was mad that I wasn't good at it. And then I was like, yeah. well, you've never, you've never, like if you went and tried to run a marathon without training, you wouldn't be good at that either. And sure it would so. suck. And so, I trained myself by like gradually increasing and, you know, three years later I probably do it six days a week and it's anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes. And Mm I, I almost never have a quiet mind. I'm not like, I'm not seeing like Buddha or Yoda in front of me, you know, like I'm not, I'm not having visions or achieving nirvana at all, but I am, Able to to create a little bit of quiet space in my head, and it, it it the thing that's cool about it for me is also like if you do have you know struggle with anxiety or have you know a tendency toward worrying, um, meditation itself is you sitting and breathing quietly, right? And what that does is is sort of reverse signals to your body, hey, everything's okay. Like Mm -hmm. my heart rate's coming down, my respiratory rate's coming down, my blood pressure's coming down. You do not need to create quite as much like cortisol right now. Yeah. Yeah, We don't, we're not in fight or flight mode right now. And so you're giving that feedback to your body for 10 minutes a day. That's pretty powerful medicine too.
0: And are you using like guided meditation apps or have you just gotten good at it and can do it yourself? Um,
1: I honestly, like I started the, the month long challenge thing. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not using an app. I'd like, I don't want my damn phone to meditate, you know? Right. But, and so I just breathed and I think I'm glad I started that way. Now I find that listening to, I found a couple teachers that I really like. Um, and I've found some, some sort of like, almost like sound healing type tracks that have like, I don't know, some kind of soothing you know chime Mm -hmm. or gong or whatever in the background and and it's it's a bit of an anchor for me so like if i'm if i do have that flighty brain those sounds can be something to to come back to but i wouldn't say that i depend on it i think you know the the tricky part is not to get in a situation where you're like oh my god i don't have my phone so i can't meditate because it won't record my meditation for the day it won't count I'm a pretty nice <laughs> Right. Like you, like you have to be able to say, okay, I literally have six minutes right now in the car before I pick my, pick my kids up. This is yeah. my meditation. I'm just going to close my eyes and I'm going to do this right now. Um, so, but yeah, the apps are, are pretty awesome now.
0: And do you have a like time of day that you do it or do you just fit it in where you
1: can? I fit it in where I can. Um, so my favorite time to do it is between work and home. So I have a little meditation stool in my office and, you know, there are a couple people on my team I'm close enough with, but I'm like, Hey, I'm going to meditate <laughs> like, and they know I'm going to light a candle and I'm going to be in here and, you know, the lights will be quiet and, and they don't care. Um, but I like, I like to mark the transition from the day to going home so that I can try to be like present and engaged with the fam Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. if I have a sense that it's going to get away from me like there are certain days where I'm like I can feel that if I don't do this right now before I leave the house it's not going to happen right and then if it doesn't happen this is the other thing I'll have like a glass of wine with dinner or whatever and a lot of people are like well you can't meditate after you had a glass of wine and I'm like who wrote that rule <laughs> like, yes, no, you can, right? So, rule. <laughs> I don't, I reject it. And so, you know, if I had a glass of wine and then I'm getting ready for bed later, I, I'll just lie down and meditate for five or ten minutes before going to bed. And it really mm-hmm. like eases that transition into sleep. So, I think, I think there are a lot of like rules around meditation in people's heads. And the fact is, you get to make up your own rules entirely, completely. Yeah. So, I think. I think you, Melissa, get to give it another chance. I think I'm going
0: to. I think you need
1: to report back to me in 30 days. All right. And I want to hear what it did for you. And you start with five minutes a day. Truly five minutes.
0: Yep. I'm going to do it. So if you're listening to the podcast and you want to do this, (laughs) send me a message because we'll do it together because I'm like, I, I can do it if I can remember Mm -hmm. to do it. So I'm going to have to like set an alarm or have somebody bugging me to remember because Mm -hmm. I'm good at, I'm good at setting habits as long as I have the trigger for the habit. So I just have to set that. And, um, I mean, it's part of how I became the efficiency bee, right. Is all of those things have come into play where I have routine and I just gotta, I gotta find a spot in my routine and then I'll I'll make it happen I'm not yeah gonna, i mean I'm that's it. Like, people are, so, people are
1: like i don't have time to meditate i'm like oh i don't have time either i make time right <laughs> i I, <laughs> I don't have time to exercise i don't have time to do a lot of the things i do i make it right so I mean, yeah. I, I love that you're going to try this. I hope your podcasters will do it. There's a blog post on the Osmia website called um, I-, I Suck at Meditating. Here's what I'm going to mm-hmm. do about it. And it was like my plan of how to do this, you know, month long thing. Um, and it oh, also goes it. into some of the different types of meditation, like just so you can kind of play around with what feels the best for you. Uh-huh. Um, there's all these different kinds of meditation and, you know, you cool. can see what, what resonates.
0: Well, we're almost out of time, but I really want to talk about your product and, and exactly what your skin line does and where we can find it and all the things you and I had talked about, um, a product that you recommended for my daughter too. And I, I want to talk about that as well, Mm, how to kind of get kids into the habit of the routines, right? The habits that we need to create, um, in order to kind of move forward. So. If you want to cover all that, I would be thrilled. Especially
1: with the kid angle. Like, I love getting to kids when they're young. Um, so, one of the reasons that I'm so interested in the work I do now is um, like, I believe that the things we use on our skin, in addition to the things we eat, are the reason that little girls get their periods when they're nine now. We have shifted our hormone cycle yeah. so powerfully um and there's no biological purpose for a girl to have her period when she's nine and in fact the longer we have our periods Mm. the greater our chance for various types of female cancers goes up so um i love trying Mm. to get into uh, kids lives, because if we can get them to stop using all of the things that are monkeying with hormone cycles and, and hopefully eating food that isn't doing that, um, that's powerful stuff. And that's, that's yeah. you know potential for, for changing the course of evolution. Of course, that's when osmia has achieved world domination, which I'm very far from at the moment. So, um, <laughs> I, I think so problem. um so <laughs> our line you know we really for a long time it was really me kind of solving my own skin problems um and and then really learning from that and and then figuring out how to help people with a lot of different types of skin problems so we sort of talk about three things um that our brand does well the first is natural um there's a lot of clean beauty brands out there that are not clean. Um, and if you look at our ingredient lists on our website, I mean, it's just, it's about as clean as a beauty brand gets, at least like a sophisticated beauty brand. There are definitely some like ma and pa type um, companies that use really beautiful organic ingredients and their their products are very simple. Um, and that's a lovely business model. It's not what we do, mm-hmm. but for, for a real skincare line, our ingredients are incredibly clean. So I love that about... Us, um, so that's one thing we do well. Our products are really effective, so especially for certain conditions like dermatitis or eczema or acne, um, we really have solutions that work. And I, I formulated everything myself after an enormous amount of homework about like why would black cumin seed oil be the oil I would choose for acne-prone skin? Well, you know, I mean, there's like scientific paper after paper about the components of black human seed oil and I've read them. Um, so so the amount of f- sort of research that has gone into all of our formulas and then uh, the results that we've seen with them is is really wonderful. And then uh, the third thing is really joy. Um, our products are really wonderful to use. They make you feel good and they have really high quality, lovely essential oils at concentrations that are um, correct meaning a lot of people don't like essential oils in their skincare because they're using mm-hmm. brands where people have just like put a lot more than they should in there or use essential oils that are really not don't don't mm-hmm. really have a place on your face um and so it's, it's sort of like this educated use of of essential oils and then also i'm i'm sort of like a scent nerd like it's I just love creating new and interesting scents and you know like I wish you'd see my office right now because I have these racks of essential oils and it's like a piano to me it's like you know there's bass notes over here and there's high notes over here and there's just endless combinations of of oils that can create new scents that no one's ever smelled before so so natural, effective, and enjoyable—that's really kind of what we do best as a brand.
0: That's awesome. I love that.
1: Well, you think about like you think about some of the derm brands like Cerave and Cetaphil and whatever—all the stuff that the derms recommend to everyone—and um, they're not like there's not really very much that's enjoyable about using those brands, right? Or you think about a brand that's super duper natural, but like, mm, does it work as well? Right? So it's it's really about that Venn diagram of where those things, three things come right. together. And I feel
0: like Osmia is sitting in the middle. And and where can our listeners find you? What is the best way to get in touch or buy your products?
1: So at the moment, I still run our Instagram feed. So if you send a DM, you're, unless I'm on a trip or something, you're most likely talking to me. Um, and it's Osmia Organics, O-S-M-I-A Organics. And then um, that's our website as well, osmiaorganics.com. Um, So those are our our two most active platforms. And of course, we have our newsletters, which are pretty fun. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you get 25% off your first order. So that's sort of a nice way for new people to get an introduction to the brand. That's awesome. Oh, and I was supposed to talk to you about the teen thing. We have a kit called the Clean Teen Starter Starter Kit. And it's ah. it's the products that we recommend for teen skin. Um, yeah. And it's really nice. It comes with like a little instruction card um, kind of saying, here's step one, step two. So you can kind of just hand it to your teenager and say, hey, this is for you. And let them figure it out from there.
0: That's awesome. I think they – I'm very big into letting my kids – learn themselves rather than me show them but having things mm-hmm. like that where you can hand it to them and say here you go <laughs> do it the right mm-hmm. way do it my way even
1: though you don't know you're doing mm-hmm. it my way <laughs> right exactly it's like putting spinach in the smoothie right I mean you exactly. just you know and once they start using high quality stuff like it you know the difference then when you go back to the, yeah. the drugstore stuff you know
0: yep 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 awesome Sarah this was wonderful I knew it would be and it was such a pleasure talking to you
1: um and to you yeah really inspiring to hear what you've done and what you're doing for a bunch of different businesses I mean we we all need help like you because it's such a journey and yeah it's great great to connect with you
0: well that wraps it up thank you so much for listening I really enjoy doing this podcast and I hope you enjoy listening to it if you haven't already please leave a rating or drop me a comment I'd love to hear what you think about the show Until next time, stay bold, stay balanced, and be blessed. See ya.